0: Hey, good morning. Uh, Hope all things are well with you. Skip here, March 18th, 2022. 4.24 a.m. Chilly, cold morning. Uh, Very much in the transition from winter to spring. Uh, And just like we humans, the earth... Its transitions are not always easy or simple or convenient. You may hear in the background, uh, my cat is eating, and my dog, my ever-faithful dog, is in the chair next to me. He's a good boy, and, and our family very much loves loves our pets. Uh, you know, one of the things I really enjoy doing, one of my great escapes... And I think everyone needs an escape, reading, whatever it may be, Uh, watching a movie, music. I enjoy music a a lot. But the other thing I enjoy is watching movies about time travel. Uh, Fascinating topic. Uh, I don't know why I gravitate towards that particular topic, Uh, but it's just fun. You know, if it were ever possible, it would be, it would be very interesting. But I'm not going to talk about the actual possibility of time travel. Uh, that science is beyond my uh, ability to process. Uh, I do have uh, my set of, oh, I suppose beliefs <laughs> or understandings that we we probably do live in some sort of uh, uh, multiverse, some sort of way of understanding time that isn't complete, that all of time may be happening at once. You know, the, uh, I'm willing to be open to those sorts of paranormal ways of thinking. But I'm not going to talk about that here. Uh, not physical time travel, but spiritual time travel emotional time travel, because we are more than capable of doing that. How much of your past do you hang on to? How much of your future do you dream about? Do you uh, look forward to or lament? (laughs) How much of your past do you Uh, reminisce about, are sentimental about, or have guilt and shame about. You see, we we time travel all the time, folks. As a matter of fact, we spend most of our time time traveling uh, spiritually, emotionally. Very rarely are we truly present in the moment. And if we look at all the great spiritual teachers, uh, especially in the Eastern traditions, they will remind us that eternity is in the present moment, that what matters is in the present moment. And we can't forget that, but we not only forget it, I'm not sure we really, especially here in the West, because of the way we were programmed religiously, I'm not sure we even realize how valuable the present moment really is. So the question I propose uh, and have already proposed is for us to think about how much of uh, our past or our future we spend our time on. Now, let's talk about the future first. How much of your time is spent dreaming about a better future, a better job, a better, you know, winning the lottery, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And I think a lot of people hold on to certain dreams, you know, there's certainly nothing wrong with giving yourself reasonable expectations and goals to meet. But I think a lot of people really do, and, and our society is geared for this, is programmed this way. A lot of people sit and daydream about winning a lottery. Or coming into a great deal of money, great deal of wealth, great deal of power, what have you. We're programmed that way, you know. We're, we're, we're given uh, these little avenues of minuscule amounts of hope. I mean, you take a lottery, for instance, and the odds of winning, you know, something like the Powerball are just freaking astronomical. Uh, But, you know, whenever someone buys a ticket, uh, they they have that hope. There's that hope. I don't play very often. On occasion, I will buy a ticket. And I do that because it would be nice to, you know, not have to worry about money. It would be nice to change the trajectory of, of the life of my family with being independently wealthy. You know, I don't think there's any crime in that. There's certainly nothing wrong with that. But you have to keep it in perspective. Uh, So people spend their time wondering about a different future, uh, dreaming about a different job, wondering about a different partner, spouse, uh, believing that the grass is greener. And typically when they show up at that place, the grass is exactly the same because we take the same false programming with us there. So you can win the lottery. But if you're still stuck in the false programming, uh, you're just going to have the same loneliness. Yeah, your light bill may be paid, you may drive a nicer car, but you're still going to have that same loneliness, that same sort of hole in your life that hopefully meaning uh, uh, will fulfill. So that's the future. Let's talk about the past, which is really where most of us dwell. If we have lived any life at all, we have made lots of mistakes. The human propensity, the human bent towards mistakes towards doing the wrong thing is legion it's monster it's (laughs) it's built in it seems that we all make uh, grave mistakes Uh, some worse than others but comparing mistakes doesn't really help anyone you have made yours i have made mine we have done things that might give us shame, certainly give us regret. Uh, we have hurt other people if we 've lived any life at all, we have made decisions that certainly have hurt other people uh, and if you're one of those people and i 've met these folks who who really don't believe that there's any reason to think that they've hurt someone then you probably haven't really lived life and if you've not lived life uh you're not going to get finding meaning because something has to drive us to look for a deeper meaning and often that driver is things that have happened in our life and mistakes we have made uh I will often say, <clears throat> and people don't understand it, <clears throat> excuse me, I will often say that I do have regrets. Oh, and people go, oh, you can't have regrets, you can't. Well, I, I do, and I think most people do. And I actually think that if you don't live in a state of shame, that having regrets, do realizing your part in mistakes... Wishing you could do them over is a pretty valuable tool to keep our ego as my cat ran across the floor. Uh, the, the, that idea that we realize we've done something wrong and we hold we keep hold of that realization is a very valuable tool. Now we should always try to make amends. We should always try to use our mistakes to change ourselves, to uh, afford ourselves a, a transformation of uh, a new place of meaning, a new place of worth. Uh, but I I remember most all of them. And if I could do some things over, I, I probably would, but you can't. And that's the point. That all you can do from your past is realize that you were Programmed in a certain way. You made decisions from that programming. Some of those decisions were really wrong. And all you can do is learn from them. What you can't do, what you can't do in your emotional time travel is hold on to shame. Hold on to guilt. Because those are stifling things. Uh, Feeling sorry. Sorry for what you've done, having some regrets, I, for me, uh, reminds me of where I've come from and that programming that I lived out of. But our past, folks, our past is about us <coughs> living out of a way that we were taught, uh, making choices from that place, owning the results of those choices, Learning from them and moving into new programming, moving into new transformative ways of being. So, you do time travel, we all do. There's not a day that goes by that I don't think about something from the past uh, be it a good memory or a bad memory, uh, you know, especially now with social media. Facebook will bring up memories, right? And some are good, some aren't. Uh, I celebrate the good memories, the times when my kids were little uh, that were just pure joy. Uh, I lament some of the mistakes from my past. Uh, And those things together are life. But here is... The big difference in the context of what I talk about is that I realize that much of those choices when I was younger come from me not knowing how to make a choice. They came from me being programmed by um, religion, or my family, or the things I was taught, or my false self, my ego. And that although it does not uh, excuse or get, um, it it does not dismiss accountability for mistakes. There's reasons, folks. There's reasons you have made your mistakes and I have made my my mistakes. And most of those reasons come from, derive from, are based in the fact that we were ignorant of who we are that we were ignorant of the love that we are. Every time a drug addict uses, every time someone abuses someone else emotionally, physically, every time uh, a feeling or an energy is stifled in we human beings, uh, excuse me if I get a drink, Every time uh, we don't live out of who we really are, um, you know, those are learned programs. And if you look around the world, you see that there's a lot of time travelers and there's a lot of pretending going on in this world, folks. There's a lot of false realities, false personas, false masks. About what it means to be human. So, uh, we're gonna time travel. It's just a fact. We're gonna remember both good and bad. We're gonna project into the future. And what we have to hold on to in the midst of how our brains take us places, what we have to hold on to is the future is not guaranteed, and the past is over. Hopefully, we've learned the lessons. And we understand that we lived out of programming that was not correct. And if we project into the future, we have to understand that we don't want to take that false programming there either. In essence, folks, what I'm talking about is doing the best you can at being present in this moment. Because the present moment is the real miracle. Yeah, you may win the lottery, probably won't. Maybe you have, I don't know. You're not going to go back in time, I know that, and change anything. What really matters, and this is cliche, but there's a reason there are cliches. What really matters, my friends, is this moment. So, thanks for your time. We'll talk to you in the morning. Bye-bye.